0: Yo, yo, beautiful people. Happy Friday from your crew, man. This is another Camper Chronicle Productions, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Bringing the Wood podcast. I am your host, D-Wood. Big Che in the building. How we feeling today, sir? Good, man. Another good day. Another good day, man. Happy Friday to everybody out there uh, tuned into the podcast or from wherever and however you tuned in. You know, we like to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um... We're gonna get straight to it, dog. It was um a rather interesting <laughs> Thursday night game. Chargers Raiders. We said we hoped it wasn't a uh Snooze Fest and I guess it still was.
1: Yeah, it, it depend on what, <laughs> what what who you was rooting for. <laughs> okay, there you go. But one one side it was, you know, I'm not watching this. Uh other side, it. it was just the greatest game ever
0: <laughs> so yeah, definitely, um yeah, for y'all that I don't if you because i I stopped watching after a while too, um and then I turned back just to see what the final was gonna be and sixty three to twenty one was not what I was expecting i wasn't I wasn't expecting it before the game, during the game, and even towards the end of the game when they got the 40, I said, all right they're they're gonna go ahead and chill. Cause Chris like, nah, I'm probably not gonna get this opportunity again. Like, I'm probably not getting this job. It's a eighty percent chance I'm not getting this job. So let's let's go out here and push it to the max. And uh he got <laughs> everything out of his players. And uh that's all you can ask for. And I think this is one of the one of the better uh, interim coach stories in a long time. But uh he's got these guys playing inspired football again. Aiden O'Connell knows he's playing for his football livelihood, whether it's to become a starter or, you know what I'm saying, continue to be the lead backup, but, you know what I'm saying, this is, he's playing for his livelihood, he showed up, showed out 20 for 34, 248 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, he was only sacked one time, even Jacoby Myers got to channel his inner high school football days and uh, throw a touchdown himself uh, to Devontae Adams, but, yeah, uh, no Josh Jacobs, no freaking problems Zeus White also had a great game 17 carries, 69 yards he got in the end zone feel good to see him run the ball well he looked good um has a little burst shows some physicality and uh these guys got the job done it was a a group effort everybody got in on it uh the rookie Tucker got in there and caught two touchdowns as well Uh, I thought the team like I said played inspired ball and um this was more about the Raiders and less about the Chargers, and I'm going to give the Raiders some respect for playing some good football um, on Thursday night for us. Um,
1: I agree with everything you just said, man. I think what we've seen um, last night was a team that knew they had coaches on the way out, and then on the other side was a team that, who was trying to play for somebody who they want to be their head coach. Uh, you just seen the difference in effort and, and attention to detail. And (laughs) perfect storm. That's what you got. Uh, The Raiders show they got a lot of young talent. um, A lot of guys who should definitely be playing more. And if they can, uh, I mean, I definitely don't expect them to be putting up 63 every week or or, uh, playing like how they played last night every week. But I don't expect them to get shut out every week also. So if they can find that happy medium and, you know, Figured out, get some pieces and whatever. Uh, they got some talent. They got they're headed in the right direction. Now it just goes down to ownership. If you're going to keep this staff, um, we we remember not too long ago, you had a coach that the players like mm-hmm. was in an interim role, and you chose to go in a different direction. And now
0: here we are again. What two years later? <laughs> right, two years later, here again, another coach fire mid season. <sighs> Uh, another interim coach getting success from the team, uh, a coach that players already liked before he became the interim coach. Same way with Biachi, Players liked him that didn't even really get coached by him, but they liked it, the person. And again, every coach ain't going to be an X's and no guy, man. Sometimes you got a guy that's just a leader of men and he'll put the coaches in play to do the X's and those thing. And I'm just here to lead men. Uh, to the promised land man kind of like how i feel about my guy dan campbell again you know he knows some football stuff he played football he was a tight end in his league but like he is a rah rah you feel me he's going to rally the troops He going to set the tone for the team he got great coaches uh in in line to do the x's and o's and handle the dirty work that's what you pay coaches to do you pay them to coach and um i do think that's what's happening here And I hope the Raiders, like you said, give him a chance. And even if he don't get the head coaching job, they got to bring this man back. D.C., uh, bring him back as the linebacker coach. But I do think his role needs to be, you know, uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, upticked because he's definitely showed he has a a great rapport with the team. And, uh, again, a a lot of coaching experience, even if it hasn't been at the NFL level, a lot of coaching experience shows in just the way he's been composed uh, and the way he handles himself during the game and in his press conferences. But on the other side of this, we had another. We had another team. It was two teams that played. It was allegedly, it was two, two teams, teams that showed up. Yeah, there we go. One played. The other one was out there
1: watching the other one play. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, shout out to Ethan Stick. Uh, he went out there and did the best he could with what was out there given to him. Twenty three for thirty two, two hundred fifty seven yards, three touchdowns, intercepted one time, sacked three times. I thought he handled himself pretty good out there. He definitely looked better than what I expected. Um, I, I knew he would throw for some yards. Again, they're going to throw the ball around the yard anyway, just as a team. So I knew he would have a chance at, you know, getting some good passing yards. But I still thought he definitely outperformed what was expected. Um, but, again, the score doesn't say that. But that's a defensive thing, and that's why we're here today. And Brandon Staley has been officially fired from the San Diego, from the Los Angeles Chargers. And the San Diego Chargers. He so fire from everything to do with the Chargers. Um, and, again, man, first of all, you're a D coordinator. You came in as a D.C. And your defense has gotten worse every year under your watch. That's the first problem. So, I, I definitely think... I don't, I don't know exactly what direction they're going to go in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's a lot of... A lot of uh, speculation on who they could go with. But, again, we, we knew this writing was on the wall when they lost to New England a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I thought he was should have been fired then. Um, and, yeah, this was definitely icing on the cake. If he would have survived this again, he would have been – I would have started thinking he was going to be like uh, Marvin Lewis and he got something on the owner right, and he ain't getting fired. But uh, this was a terrible performance again. No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Uh, Austin Eckler still not really all the way there. Offensive line banged up, backup quarterback. So, again, yes. But 63 points, man, like that, you can say he he, he not playing in the game. But, man, you got something to do with preparing your players. That's uh, starters and backups equally. All should be prepared the same. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a, a detriment to him. And, again, that is why he is no longer coaching for the San- Los Angeles Chargers anymore. And, again, it, it was a little bit past due. Because right. I think if y'all would have kicked him out a little bit earlier, y'all maybe would have had a chance to light a fire under the players to maybe be able to get back in there and make something happen. But, uh, again, he is fired. He is done. And uh, I, I don't even know if he get a job as a D.C. after the way that defense mm, looks. It's
1: crazy because the way they've been looking with the players that they have, it, you forget that he was a D.C. on a like, good team. So yeah, it's it, and he didn't just get fired for for the, for the performance last night. No nah, was on. like you said, overdue. He should have been gone. Um, remember what two years ago when they were, ironically enough playing the Raiders, and they ended up losing that game, or was it a tie?
0: Oh, they, they lost. Were to, go to the
1: playoffs. Yeah, it was fighting to go to the playoffs. Uh-huh. Ended up losing that game when they easily could have won it. Um, last year. You blow a 21-point lead to -hmm. the Jaguars in the playoffs. It's like, you know, at some point, you got to get these players fired up. We see coaches with lesser talent doing more. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go.
0: Yeah, You're a repeat offender, dog. And, yeah, after a while, (laughs) you you definitely got to go. But, again, big win for the Raiders. Keeps hope alive. In this crazy little end of the season, everybody's scrambling and trying to, you know, make that last push for the playoffs. So, it's definitely going to be fun to watch and see them play some inspired ball here late. And uh, let's see what they can do. Um, again, this was a big win for the Raiders and some weight off the shoulder for the Chargers to know that we do not got to hear Brandon Staley talk about. Boy, I don't know if y'all be listening to him in his interviews, but he be trying to smash on people because of how bad they play. And it's like, man, you 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 can't. You don't have control of your team. You don't have to control this uh, interview bro so tell us why y'all suck and get off the floor but uh yeah it was it was like you said well overdue for Mm Brandon to be to be let go um again that's a talented team you got uh, tremendous talent I think that would be a nice a nice line of coaches definitely trying to get an interview for that team because I definitely think that was a coaching problem more than a player problem um with a roster like that and that's just my personal opinion uh and that's why I I was on Staley so much. So, I'm like, it's too much talent on that team. For at least your defense not to be good. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what you came here as your calling card. And literally, the defense came here as a t- came here as the top 10 defense when you got here. And now they're bottom 20 defense when you leave. So, yeah, you were definitely uh, going backwards, dog um, and,
1: they, and
0: they got rid of the GM. Yeah, GM, too, had to go to air. Which I didn't think he did a horrible job. But... Guilty by I mean, association. Just,
1: and then you look at Quentin Johnson, doesn't look like a first-round pick at all. Mm-mm. So that's not helping, especially when you got so many wide receivers out, and that's a first-round pick. who's yeah. thrust into the starting row, and he's giving you absolutely nothing. With
0: a bunch of uh, With all the other first-round picks looking decent, and then Jigba yes. and Zay Flowers as well, uh-huh. both look pretty good out there. And it's like... How you handled up Austin Eckler all season? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's some things. Yeah, but again, they did appoint uh, Give Smith as interim head coach, and JoJo Wooden as interim GM, uh, for the for the foreseeable future. We'll say to the end of the season, and you know, see how that goes. But uh, man, yeah, 63. 63- Sixty three to twenty one, dog. Yeah, you. It was. It was. T- man. <laughs> you knew it, bro. You took the worst. Yeah, you already know. That's why we here. This is why we do this, dog. Uh, uh we gonna get into the picks though of the week again. We both picked the Raiders last night. Man, ah, you know, I ain't gonna say it was an easy pick, but th- yeah, it, it felt like it was an easy pick after that. But um, yeah, definitely took the Raiders. Uh, now we'll get into our uh, weekly picks, man. You already know. Uh we're gonna start with my Titans. We got the ten a.m. game. You know what? We'll just start with the let's start with the Saturday games. Forget. It. Let's let's back it up. Start with the Saturday games because they'll be here first. Um we got Vikings, seven six Vikings starting uh Nick Mullins mm-hmm. taking on the seven six Bengals, starting Jake Browning, Bengals at home, ten AM on NFL Network. We got Vikings, Bengals.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I like Nick Mullins, but Nick Mullins is your essential backup, quarterback, game manager. He's just going to get the ball to where he got to go. But the thing is, they don't got a lot of weapons like that. Like, they got two good receivers. Justin Jefferson saying he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't been able to protect anybody back there. And uh, Nick Mullins is shaky. And I like Jake Browning. He's, he's showed that he can play in this league. He might be. I don't know if he's a starter, you know, per se, but he's definitely a, looking like a top end backup. And that team has a lot more talent. And Bengals are fighting for their playoff lives. <laughs> Just the way the AFC, the end of the AFC is looking. So I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Yeah, and at home.
0: yeah. I'm uh, I'm piggybacking off definitely everything you said. I'm definitely taking the Bengals at home as well. I do think Jake Browning looks uh, comfortable. Like you said, we ain't seen Mullins in a minute. But, again, he is a solid uh, backup, so I do think he has a little chance, but I, I'm taking the Bengals as well. I think, like you said, Browning looks like he has a chance to be either a very good backup or a chance to maybe, you know what I'm saying, get you a fourth, third or fourth round pick out of somebody for them to think they got them a future starting quarterback. And, again, he's got more than enough game and times to show uh, his worth, so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Bengals as well. And local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't, can't You know you can't knock a local. Uh, next, we got the 130 game on NFL mm-hmm. Network, 7-6 Steelers. Man, all these 7-6 mm-hmm. teams, man, traveling to Indianapolis to take on the 7-6 Colts. This game, this is tricky. Um, again, no Jonathan Taylor, broken hand, wrist, so he going to miss a few games. I think they said four the next four games, so he could be out to the playoffs. I'm going to take the Steelers on the road, man. I'm going to take the Steelers on the road. They've been up and down. But more up than down, hence the record. I mean obviously the Colts have too. Uh I think the defense has to show up on the road, run game with Najee, Jalen Warren. They gotta be able to mix it up. Um, take the pressure off Trubisky. If it's him or if or even if it's Picky, I think it's still gonna be Trubisky, but take the pressure off of him, mix it up with the run with two different running backs, control the game with the defense, uh get the ball to the playmakers when it's time and go on the road and get a win and again keep hope alive in the AFC that is Uh, Very jam-packed. I
1: I I like... The Steelers' chances. Um, Solely off the way that Big Ben kind of blasted them, you know, (laughs) this week. You know, they probably want to try to prove a point, and I never want to bet against Mike Tomlin, but... I think I'm going to go with the Colts because uh, I'm, I'm not feeling the Steelers offense. You mm-hmm. have way too much time on the offense to not have no identity. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this is the week where they're going to get their identity. to the Colts, we kind of know what they are, you know what they got. Um, and we are been talking about high-end backup quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew is definitely one of those. Yeah,
0: one of them was.
1: Um, and uh, nobody, nobody thought the Colts at the beginning of the season would be in a position to potentially make the playoffs.
0: And here we are. So, I'm going to ride with them. Shout out to the AFC South, man. <laughs> hey, we out here. Hate it, but we out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the last game of Saturday, which is a sneaky, mm. sneaky good game. I like it. Two potential Coach of the Year candidates going at it to close out the Saturday bracket, 5 uh, o'clock. On NFL Network, the 76 Broncos traveling to Detroit to take on, man, my second favorite team right now, man, the Detroit Lions, coming off a terrible loss to the Bears last week, very, very bad loss, but again, man, y'all already know who I'm taking, Detroit, I ain't betting against them boys, you see the record. You see the the this man, hey Detroit basketball. <laughs> these boys, just, these boys is bad over here, don't know. But I really like the Lions. But again, kudos to Sean Payton studying the ship and showing that he why we think of what we think of him is true, and why he is one of the better coaches of our time. Um, and again, man, if they win and the Chiefs lose, they're tied. For first in that's the division. Crazy. It's just like that. So I want to do give Sean Payton his credit. Um, and again, he's just doing what we thought Russell Wilson should have been doing. And that's hand the ball off and throw the ball off play action. Settle them down. And now Russ is cooking um, in his original way. And again, it's resulting in wins. And at the end of the day, wins and losses is what keeps you in this league. Absolutely. Um, so kudos to them. But again, I'm taking Detroit at the house. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, this same
1: season they got 73, 70 put up on them. Mm-hmm. And the difference difference of coaching and difference of management and leadership, he didn't write it to shit, unlike, you know, what we seen last night. Um, but with that being said, if they're at home, I probably would go with the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Lions. I don't think there's no way they about to be at home and let the Broncos come in there and whoop them, especially after the way they performed
0: last week. So, yeah, I'm with the Lions. Yeah, definitely. It's playoff time. They got to get in that mindset right now. Yeah, it's definitely time to lock in. These games are damn near playoff games for a lot of teams. You know what I'm saying? This is that that feel for teams, especially the teams that ain't never even been to the playoffs. You want to secure this as much as possible. So, yeah, you definitely want to lock in. Uh, But I think Detroit knows that, and I think they got a head coach who will – Definitely emphasize that. Uh again, cause man, everything is still right there in front of them. So that should be a good one. But Detroit, Denver, sneaky good game on Saturday for us to finish the weekend. We'll finish the Saturday off with. Uh, next we're gonna go to my Titans, man. At home, taking on the seven and six Texans. We five and eight. Again. Crazy win on Monday night. Rather short week for us, I guess you could say that to plan on Monday. I'm in a crazy game (laughs) that I still don't even know how we won. Uh, But here we are again at home. Um, Another game for Will Levis to get some more reps under his belt and continue to grow as our quarterback uh, of the future in a division that is tough. Um, Deshaun, I mean, not Deshaun, but uh, CJ Stroud, still in concussion protocol. I think he'll be a game-time decision. Uh, I would l- enjoy to see the potential battle of the future between two of the AFC South young future stars. This is a very young division at quarterback, uh, so I do think this would be a fun game to watch. Um, I like the way we play at home. I think uh, I think we got a chance to win this game again. Y'all know where I'm at right now. We uh, uh, the playoffs are. We need a lot more teams to lose than we need to win to make the playoffs. So I'm not banking on that. So again, man, I, I'm 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 here for the draft as well, cause it's some talent in that draft, and we still do need talent. But again, we got a coach who, who's gonna definitely go out and coach every game to win. Again, that's why I love Mike Vrabel, and Ron Car- and Ryan Carthon is right there with him, telling him to go out there and win games. Even with his job being secure, he's still like, all right, I could lay off of it to enhance the draft pick. But now nah, I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to win. I'm still going to get his quarterback because, again, he still is the best chance to win football games to build his confidence for the future. So I do respect it, but I'm still going to take my Titans at home in a doozy, especially if it's no CJ Stroud. Yep. I'm going
1: to ride with you for that fact. No CJ Stroud, no Tank Dell, no Nico Collins, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Offense is not going to be, I, I'm, I'm not expecting that offense to be what it's been, Right. Um. And the Titans, even though their record might not show it, they have a, 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 a good team. There's some talent on that team. They showed it last week. I think they'll come out with a good scheme, way to make plays. Um, and I got an outside chance of getting in the playoffs, and this would be a big step in that direction, uh, knocking off somebody in your division that has a better record than you. And, you know, like you said, you need other people to lose too, but it don't matter if you lose. So This is also true. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go with them. I'm going to go Titans. It's also true. Uh, even though y'all game at one, we're gonna go ahead and get to y'alls because uh, this one is a, a no-brainer. We <laughs> got the ten and three niners, and no disrespect to the Cardinals and the division battles and division rivalries and all that, but we got the ten and three niners who are playing at <laughs> playing at a at a very very high pace and playing at a very very high level right now. Um, as we get into the good part of the season. I mean, they're taking on the three and 10 Cardinals. Cardinals are at home, so they will have a little home cooking. But uh, too much Niners, too much of everybody. It's not even one particular person at this point. It's just, you know, death by a thousand cuts. And it's just whoever you don't guard, we will feature them. And I think that's what's making them look so well-versed right now. We're going to take whatever y'all give us, because whatever y'all give us can turn into a touchdown with the players you got to give it up to. So it's just a tremendous scheme. The way it's put together, the way it's ran, kudos And uh, real life, health is y'all right now could potentially be our biggest obstacle. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, teams are going to play better in the playoffs. But, yeah, health is y'all biggest biggest obstacle right now would prevent y'all from making it to the NFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals, it says Cardinals on the schedule. But, you know, like you said, health, uh, being healthy is our biggest opponent right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, but don't sleep on the Cardinals. They, no. you know, they're not, they're not as bad as their record is. Mm-hmm. Um, remember they beat the Cowboys with Josh Dobbs and yeah. now they have their guy back and he's been playing well. Um, their defense is not great. So if we get up on them quick, you know, that'd be the key. But if we let them hang around, it could be a problem. Um, but I think it'd be a, it a it'll start off a tough game. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll end up pulling it out. Um. Hoping, for, mm, yeah, I'm hoping for a blowout, but you know, <laughs> <For> <laughs> you know sure. blowout, get them dudes out, let everybody else play. Uh, that'd be best case scenario, but yeah, I'm going with Niners, of course.
0: Uh, right, right, right. It's only right. It's only right. And now we'll get into the uh, rest of the games and our picks. We'll start five and eight Bears uh, on the road, traveling to uh, Ohio to take on the eight and five Cleveland Browns with the ageless uh, wonder Joe <laughs> Flacco back under center. I'm going to take the Browns at home. I do like what the Bears have done. I do think they actually have a chance to win this game. Their defense is playing sneaky better, just a little bit. The Montez Sweat uh, acquisition, you might not pay attention, but it helps out the back end. He does get pressure, and they still got Yannick Ngakwe, and I think they make for a favorable little one-two punch which helps out the back end. You got Kyler Gordon back there making plays now. Brisker, Uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, I think this will be a forbidden match. I think this will be a pretty good game, but I'll take the Browns at home.
1: I'm going to take the Browns, too. Um, I like the way Joe Flacco has commanded his offense. He brought some stability to that position that they've been looking for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think they need to run the ball a lot more. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the Browns are in a good spot right now, and their defense is really starting to get back to clicking. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns.
0: Okay. Um, fun matchup because the homies, these two of their teams. So, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of my homies, DJ, that's his squad, 6-7. <laughs> and seven. The homie Jay Ledge, his team is the Packers 6 and 7. We was just on FaceTime the other night. Real chippy. That was chippy talking trash. <laughs> so, this is going to be fun. Uh, I know they listen. So, yeah. Uh, you go first and pick. This will be, go ahead, Packers, Bucks. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks, the man. I'm
1: going to go with the Bucks. Uh Packers have shown flashes of uh-huh. uh, what they could be, but they just can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. They can't stay healthy. So, how can you build consistency when you got different guys in and out of the offense yeah. and defense? Yeah. Um and then Baker, you know, I, I I was never a huge Baker fan, but he's growing on me because mm-hmm. he just don't care. Like he gonna sling the ball no matter what, and that offense is really looking better. Uh, they found some type of, I'm not gonna say they got a formidable running game, but uh, White has looked really good back there, um, uh, especially coming out the backfield. Mike Williams, I mean not Mike Williams. Mike Evans is always always a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Godwin are finding ways to get him the ball. I think that they'll just outlast the uh, Packers and put them away.
0: Mm-hmm. What you got? Um, yeah. Uh, man. AJ Dillon broken hand, broken thumb. Still says he's gonna play. Aaron Jones says he's gonna gonna uh play. I'm going to definitely take the Packers, man. I think this is a chance for them to to get right again. A bad loss on Monday night versus the Giants. Put it behind y'all. A team that secondary is definitely um, shaky. Carlton Davis has been very, very bad this year. Um, the secondary in general since Dean has been down has been bad. So uh, outside of uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. You so, know who
1: they miss him yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, Sean Murphy not, he Bunting.
0: Looked nice over there. I was he, watching I was like, hey. He's decent for us. I like him. He's our best corner, for sure. Yeah, so, nice. yeah, they definitely miss Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, yeah, because I think they paid the wrong guy. to ended Dean and Davis. Murphy Bunting probably should have got that money from one of those guys, because um, it's definitely bad. But I'm going to take the Packers at uh, home to get a big win, keep their playoff hopes alive. Very, very rare. Small chance, but a chance nevertheless. Um, and Get off Jordan Love back, man. The kids, the kids playing pretty decent. Uh, next, we got the eight and five Chiefs traveling to New England to take on the three and ten Patriots. I think the Chiefs get it done on the road. They need to. Again, you got the Broncos clicking on your heels. You want to definitely keep those guys at bay, keep that little distance. So go uh, on the road, get a win versus Bill. You know, hate to kick a man while they down, but get them. You gotta get them. It should be a big time blowout. They should. It should be a fourteen point win. You guys should uh, get some confidence heading down the back end of this stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of teams that need to lock in, Mm -hmm. it's it's the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is Patriots are still a well-coached team. Yes, sir. Um, So we'll see. But I I definitely think the Chiefs, you know, have a big game, Uh, put these dudes away. But can you imagine if they don't? (laughs) Man, you thought it was some problems last week. Yeah, they they really about to start imploding, and and I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Chiefs fan. I don't fool with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? But I think they'll win this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, definitely. Well, wishful uh, thinking. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, next, we got the six and seven Falcons traveling to Carolina to take on the one and twelve Panthers. Definitely a trap game for Atlanta, but uh, I do like Atlanta in this game. I'm taking Atlanta on the road. Again, they still got a chance to win the division. Them and the Bucks are in a two-man race right now with the Saints. Saints are there, but I just I don't know if they're going to finish strong. But, again, it's a very tight race for a division. And with uh, me thinking the Bucs are going to lose, is a big win for the Falcons to take sole first place, take the Falcons uh, on the road over the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons
1: are not a great team, but the Panthers are not even
0: a good team, so... There we go. Just
1: solely off of that, I'm taking the
0: Falcons. <laughs> Next, we got the surprise, surprise, five and eight Giants t- going to New Orleans to take on the six and seven Saints. Um, I want to take the Giants, but I'm going to take the Saints solely because they're at home. But this is definitely an upset alert game. Derek, uh, not Derek, but David, yeah. Derek. Derek Carr, my apologies. Derek Carr, in and out of concussion protocol, in and out of injury for the shoulder. Um, this could be a tough one. Taysom Hill is playing well, but again, if he was playing that well, they wouldn't have moved him to tight end and changed his position, things of that nature. Obviously, y'all know as a Florida State Seminole, I love Jameis Winston. <laughs> but again, dog. You gonna
1: throw up there.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I definitely like the Giants' chances. I'm still going to take the New Orleans at home because that home crowd is real-life home cooking. So I'm going to take the Saints at home, but this is definitely a game that you can put on upset alert. Uh, The Giants have played well of late.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been looking at this game, and uh, I'm going with uh, Tommy DeVito. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's doing nothing super special, but he's winning in New York. You know what I'm saying? So that's special enough. The guy you had was not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. There's hype over there. They loving it. I, I'm loving it. Saquon Barkley is starting to look back like Saquon Barkley, and I think that's a huge key to what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm ride with the Giants for the upset.
0: Okay, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, next, we got the 5-8 and eight Jets. Zach Wilson coming off a big game um, last week, off his first game, back off his little time away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. traveling to Miami to take on the nine and four Dolphins who again coming off of a rough <laughs> loss at the hands of my Titans tighten up uh but I'm taking the Dolphins at home they need this win it, you can still win you can still take first place the buy is still right there in reach you just got to do your part like you said got to win your games for you worry about the other teams losing theirs I think the Dolphins get it done I think Zach Wilson plays another better game but uh yeah, I do think the Dolphins get a get a takeaway or two, and and that's all it takes to beat the Jets. It's one or two takeaways and get you an extra early touchdown, and now you got them in chase mode. Uh, take the Dolphins at home. Uh, yeah, I know I
1: said before that you know I wanted the Jets to win out so I could potentially see Aaron Rodgers you know touch the field in this season. Um, but I don't see the Dolphins playing two bad games in a row. I think they'll make the adjustments that they didn't make last week. Um. And they'll put the Jets away. Uh, they don't want to get on the losing streak. Uh, they got the Cowboys next week. So, it could potentially turn bad for them. So, they need this win. Uh, put the Jets to sleep. Uh, do think Zach Wilson will have a good game. Uh, he's playing for his career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, he'll have a good game. But the Dolphins team will have a better game.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Next, we got the 4-9. and nine Commanders traveling to L.A. to take on the 6-7. and seven Surgeon Rams. Who, right. who, who tried to right. go ahead and steal one in Baltimore the other day. Uh, great game. Stafford's playing pretty well. Kyron Williams is um, looking like one of the little better uh, names of the season for the, for the Rams as well. Puka Niku is playing really, really good as a rookie. You got Cooper Cup catching his catching his stride back. Tutu Atwell. These guys are playing well. Uh, I like the squad. I like what they got. I'm gonna definitely take the Rams uh, at home uh, against the Commanders. I like what Sam Howe's done this year. He's been one of the better in passing yards this season. But uh, I, I like the Rams. I like what their defense has done of late, and I like the offense. with it's uh, been pretty balanced. So uh, I'll take the Rams at home.
1: Yeah, I'm also gonna go at the Rams. Um, the Commanders, even though Sam Howell got a lot of passing yards, he's not getting into the playmakers. Mm-hmm. And now you'll have uh, uh, Brian Robinson will be out this week. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying You're gonna lean more probably on the running back by committee led by um, uh, Gibson. Gibson, yeah. So yeah, I don't I I don't see the commanders going in there beating the Rams. The Rams are catching a stride. Offense is looking like Rams offense. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna take the Rams.
0: Okay. And here's one of the fun ones.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know how that goes. <laughs> Anybody feel you? <y'all> <clears throat> we got the ten and three Cowboys traveling to New York to take on the Buffalo Bills, seven and six. One twenty five kickoff. This is gonna be a good one, on the road. Um, my only concern is really the elements. I'll see how they'll favor. They said it won't snow, but it could rain. So I just want to see how they handle the elements. Usually, Dallas has a problem on grass. Bills don't have grass; they got turf, so that's that problem. There, there's no problem there. But also, again. How will they handle themselves in the element? If they can handle the elements, they get a win. I think they will be able to because, again, they have a nice offense. I think McCarthy has a great game plan going for these guys. Uh, he's got that getting the ball to his playmakers early and often. Um, I'll take the Cowboys on the road for a big win. Um, and the Bills fighting for their playoff lives as well. So I don't think this is going to be a, an easy one for Dallas. But these are the games the Cowboys got to win if they want to really show that they want to be a championship team this season. So I'll take the Cowboys on the road. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, Although I'm going to go with the Bills.
1: I think that they need this win more than the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cowboys right now are first in their division. Mm-hmm. Number two in the NFC. So they would also need to win. But I think the Bills, like the the sense of urgency yeah. is higher for them. Um, they'll be without without some key players this week. I know uh, Michael High is going to be out. Uh, AJ Epinesa is out. Um, they got some other injuries. But the way that they, uh, you know, they kind of plug and play people and everybody on that office most likely will be there. And that's the key. You need – Josh Allen needs a good game. Uh, Stephon Diggs needs a good game. So I'm going to go with the Bills and just them being outside. I think – I want to see how Dallas mm-hmm. plays outside. We've seen them at home, you know, week after week looking nice, looking good. Now you're actually playing a, a formidable opponent. In the element, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know if you if they pull this out,
0: you know they'll get a lot of respect from me and you know really be on my radar. But I'm going to roll with the Bills. No, definitely, this will be a fun one. So will be one of the rather interesting games of the weekend as well. Uh, bills Cowboys, keep them on your radar. Should be a nice physical football game um, from both offenses and defenses alike. Next, we got the Sunday night game, ten and three Ravens. Still is currently sitting at first first place in the AFC. Overall, taking on the 8-5 Jaguars. Again, uh, Trevor Lawrence, a little bit compromised, but still out there playing pretty well. Uh, Again, I'm taking Baltimore at the house, though. Um, Baltimore right now is looking like one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, I definitely like what they've done this season. Uh, They've gotten better later. Lamar Jackson throwing, throwing multiple touchdowns in a couple games now in this back end. So uh I like what they're putting this together. Odell's been getting more involved. Uh you got you got uh Flowers definitely playing better. Again, no Mark Andrews, but you see Isaiah likely goes out there and makes a play and gets a big time touchdown. So I definitely like what the Ravens got. I think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. And I think they go out and definitely get a big time win um, on Sunday night on the road. Um, man, I was flip flopping.
1: But I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Ravens also. Um, I think the scare they had last week kind of woke them up. Um, and they're not going to face an offense like that this week. They'll face a, de- a better a better defense, but, you know what I'm saying, their defense is way better than uh, the Jaguars' offense, and uh, I, I, I think they'll pull it out.
0: Definitely, definitely. And uh, the final game, Monday night, 10-3 Eagles traveling to Seattle to take on the 6-7 and 7 Seahawks, who are now fighting for day. They- playoff lives who was just sitting pretty not too long ago and I stumble here and I stumble there and now you in the back and you're fighting for your playoff lives uh, but again I think they're gonna continue to fight for their life I think Philly gets this one done Philly coming off of uh, back-to-back bad losses but again even with back-to-back losses they still only sitting here with three losses and still got a chance to again handle everything they need to handle but again you can't do none of that without winning I think they go on the road and handle business. I'm taking Philly. Yeah, I'm
1: going to roll with Philly. Um, <laughs> we speaking about uh, fighting for your playoff lives, I think Philly is in that same boat. Even though they're sitting more securely, you don't want to be on the road constantly traveling in the playoffs because it's dang near, you know, like you fighting for your life every time. This is playoff mode.
0: Uh-huh. Seattle,
1: nobody really expected them to be where they're at. Um. They're starting to, you know, the injuries, um, um, their holes are starting to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly needs this win. Uh, you cannot go on a three-game slide at this point in the season. Mm-mm. So, you know, I think
0: they'll put them away. Definitely. <clears throat> and um, sidebar, CJ Stroud is officially doubtful for Sunday, so. He out. Yeah, this is more likely out, barring some last-minute con- clearing concussion protocol between now and tomorrow morning which like you said doubtful so uh yeah cj stroud doubtful as of right now for sunday's game versus my titans again those are all the games for sunday those are our picks y'all already know uh this this is gonna be a phone it's gonna be some rather good good games uh, over the weekend for sure for sure again bills cowboys shall be fun definitely jags and ravens should be a good one if they handle their business correctly and then Eagles seahawks of course and, of course, our guys get in. So, you know. And then, again, the Saturday game shall be fun. The Broncos and Lions game, I think, will be a doozy for us to finish off Saturday's games. And, again, we got some UFC fights and stuff to come on, too. So, it so shall be a banging Saturday, if you didn't know. We're going to get ready to go ahead and switch right over. Because I know it's football Friday. As much as it's a happy Friday and a fuck work Friday, it's definitely a football Friday. So, you know, we got to talk college football. And, boy, oh, boy, we missed last Friday. But we're here. Before I get into my seminoles, before I jump out the window and, you know what I'm saying, start doing a bunch of other stuff, we're going to stick to our guns. We'll start with what's the biggest topic of college football, and that's the transfer portal. We got guys transferring in, tries transferring out. Uh, We got uh recruits transferring in, transferring out. We got recruits decommitting, recommitting, reclassifying it's a it's um it's a it's a crazy show. Uh, I I got my my personal opinion on the transfer portal and I like it. I think there's some things they can do better. But uh you know, I that but I guess that's everything. I guess that's all sports, that's all business, that's all everything. It's going to be some things that you like. It's going to be some things that you don't like, you know? So, I guess that's kind of how the game goes. but we'll start there. Um Trevor Etn, the brother of Travis ETN. Uh, plans to transfer from the University of Florida. He's entering the, uh, the transfer portal, one of the first ones to. Uh, where he goes, nobody knows. But, again, very good, good back last year for the University of Florida. Last two years as well has uh, been very, very good. Uh, I think he's going to help out the team very, very quickly. Um, again, we got Dylan Gabriel, formerly of Oklahoma, by way of UCF, officially signing with. University of Oregon being the next quarterback in line after Bo Nix because Bo Nix is headed to the NFL, so uh, I think that's going to be a crazy pickup. Um, I'm not a super duper fan of Dylan Gabriel, but again, man, uh, I wasn't a super duper fan of (laughs) Bo Nix either. And uh, you see what he did in that offense and with that coaching staff. So he kind of Dylan Gabriel kind of does have the same skill set set as Bo Nix. So we'll definitely see how it how it shakes out though. But uh, yeah, Dylan Gabriel to the Oregon. Uh, Ducks already is one of those ones. You got a couple transfer portals? Yeah, Cam Ward. Yeah. Uh, Washington State in the transfer portal. Like, we was talking
1: about your Florida State Seminoles. He mm-hmm. was visiting with them. I think that would be a good look.
0: Yes, I would love Cam um, Ward.
1: Also, I, I remember we were briefly talking about uh, uh, UCLA, and they got that high recruit, Dante Moore that came in. He was uh-huh. looking trash out there. Chip Kelly ended up benching him and going with uh, Garbers. Uh, yeah. Garbers, And now uh, he's in the transfer portal.
0: We yeah. can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Uh, the Cam Ward one, yeah, he visited the U just just the other day as well. Definitely going on the tour. I would thoroughly uh, enjoy Cam Ward over DJ Uwe Angle, who has also visited us. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of DJ Uwe Angle. I wasn't a fan of him at Clemson. Uh, he didn't really look too much better at Oregon State. He doesn't
1: look like he's ever developed. Like, he looks the same. Yeah. Like, he, he has his, what he does, but his decision making, his accuracy, it's never really improved. I think that's the biggest knock on. He's a big guy, big talented, strong arm quarterback. Yeah. But uh, you know, need you to get the ball to where it needs to go. So mm-hmm. yeah. And he
0: also, DJ Will talking, also visited the University of Louisville as well. And he also visited and he also Mississippi State is showing interest. He hasn't visited there yet, but another team is showing interest interest in the uh, uh former Oregon State and Clemson quarterback as well. Um another transfer that I am not happy with. Um Patrick Payton, our freshman defensive end, has already announced his transfer announcement. Uh, sucks. He was very, very good for us. But, you know, I think he wanted to start and play more. And uh, he really didn't. You know, even though I felt like his role was going to be pushed up more in this upcoming season. But, you know, maybe he felt some, found something better or somebody offered some better money. Because I know how this how this game goes. So I, I ain't hating at all. But, again, that's the transfer portal, man. You're going to have players transferring in and transferring out. Uh, you know, they was all roasting prime for all those players transferring out. But, you know, did anybody, I ain't, I ain't seen nobody talk about the five-star offensive tackle that committed to him, number one tackle, to be exact. Um, you know, committing to Coach Prime all the transfers that uh, have already said they're going to transfer in and rock with Coach Prime. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I definitely think the transfer portal is uh, it's a gift and a curse, I do think players potentially do transfer too much i don't think you should be able to transfer like you said back to back year. i think we had a little conversation about that um off air as well but again i do like players that you feel me i i'm sitting here and i know i'm talented enough to play but maybe this guy just fits with this team does better i do think players need a chance to go out and you know show their talent. You know, if Johnny, uh, if Johnny Wilson stays on Arizona State, he never gets a chance, and he, you know, he never comes to Florida State. We never see him, mm-hmm. and he goes off the radar. And now, I mean, you look at the Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels. Same. You know what I'm saying? At Arizona State with Johnny Wilson, you know, mm-hmm. those guys stay there at that requisite school with the opportunity that was given to them. We, they don't get to these moments where now, again, Jaden Daniel Heisman winner potentially now is a top ten pick should be. If not top 10, uh, he should be a first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll say that. You know, where he gets drafted at, I don't know. I told y'all I, I've been comparing him to Deshaun Watson since he was at Arizona State. I was a big fan of him at Arizona State when he's a freshman. Um, and that's kind of who he reminds me of. Obviously, Deshaun Watson ain't playing too well right now, but we all remember Deshaun Watson in his earlier years um, with the Texans when he first got there. And even at Clemson, we've seen him in. If you go back and put the tape on the Jaden Daniels and his 50 touchdowns this year and his almost 5,000 total yards, you'll see what I mean by a little Deshaun watson But But, uh, yeah, he's a hell of a football player. And, uh, again, shout-out to him on winning the Heisman Trophy. He had a hell of a season in spite of the losses, kind of like uh, when Tebow won it. Mm. It's like, you know, man, this kid was just too impressive to not. Yeah, it's
1: crazy because when, when I seen he won it, I was like, ain't no way. Like you lost three games. Like I've seen you lose these games. Yes. You didn't, yes. He didn't. you didn't look bad, but it's not. I don't have a memorable moment mm-hmm. of Jaden Daniels. And when you go look at his stats and you look at what he was doing in some of these games, it's just like wow, he should have. This should have been a runaway. Yeah. Which it was when you look at the voting. Yeah. It was like it wasn't even close. i they like, said yeah, it He all really down. had a really good season. Yes. It just when you lose games, especially in the SEC. You're not a top dog. Nobody's really paying that much attention to you. Nobody's watching.
0: But he quietly put up legendary numbers. Yes. Uh, Speaking of legendary numbers, this kid didn't put up legendary numbers, but he did legendary things. And that's Travis Hunter. He uh, also won the Versatility Award this year of the most versatile player in college football. Obviously, it was a no-brainer. This kid was um, amazing on both sides of the field. Tremendous athlete. Again, wide receiver corner. And he's coming back next year to do it again. So, this is only going to get more impressive. And barring an injury, this is front-runner for the Heisman. Um, I'll, I'll take it and say he's going to be front-runner for the Heisman, barring any injuries next season, because he's only going to get better. Absolutely. Uh, Bo Nix won Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, first Ducks since uh, Mariota to win it. I think it's uh, uh, a good 9 for him as well, Bo Nix again. It's a guy who came a long way from that Auburn life. If You know, you know, and uh, he definitely came a long way and, and showed his worth out there uh, on the field. And uh, before we get into any, uh, before I get into my Florida State, again, I'll, I'll, I'll address that. I do want to talk about Joe Alt, the left tackle from Notre Dame, uh, declaring for the draft. This this guy will be a top five ten pick mm-hmm. maybe he falls out of the five because you know quarterbacks always get thrusted up this is a guy again i don't want to draft the offensive lineman but if he falls to my titans all right i'll take him this is one of those guys you feel like could potentially be a pro bowler all pro out the gate his rookie year um, intangibles is that good strength balance base uh the whole 9 All preseason all all-american finished season as an all-american two-time all-american this guy is a big-time tackle, and uh, he's going to be protecting somebody for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, offensive line is never like a gl- glamorous position. Mm-hmm. Even when you draft it as a fan, you watch it, and you're like, man, I don't want to pick no offensive linemen. Because you never really need offensive linemen till you need offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have them, you look at some of the best offensive linemen, you're like, man, why didn't we draft him? Why didn't we get him? Mm-hmm. And it's like... When you have them, you don't have. That's something you don't have to worry about, and you always need them. So, that dude right there is a is a special talent, and yeah, he will be starting in pro bowls for the next ten years. Yeah, easy.
0: yeah, easy, easy. Um, to somebody going to the league, and to another person that's returning, and then that's Jalen Melrose says he will forgo his NFL draft status to return for his uh. Redshirt junior season, I want to say yeah, it's gonna be his redshirt junior year, which is good for as him as he should As he should continue to develop and get better. Um, as a quarterback, I told y'all if he wants a real chance to play quarterback in the league and not move his position, like Jerick McKinnon, I'm always mentioning that he's definitely got to work on his, his just his overall game. You know what I'm saying? Again, I love the running, I love what he does with his legs, but again, quarterback is played from the arm from the from the, from the uh, arm up, man. You know, from the ears up, so he has to be a smarter football player. And a more decisive football player. And, uh, and I think he understands that. And that's, again, why he returns. Hell of a football player. Um, took, took his bench in like a true champion. Took it on the chin. Got better. And when the opportunity was called for him to come back out and do it again, uh, he, he, never, he never gave him a chance to second guess it. And uh, shout out to Jalen Monroe for that. And good luck to you um, in the playoffs, sir. Even though you shouldn't be in there. But that's that's, 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 what, that's coming down. That's That's coming. Um, also want to talk about Wisconsin landing Tyler Van Dyke transferred over from the U. Uh, he'll be the starting quarterback over there for his senior season as well. Um, uh, we also got the Vandy wide receiver Will Shepard transferring to Colorado. Told y'all, Coach Prime, we're gonna still get them boys coming in. Uh, Georgia's number one recruit, da, uh Dalen Rayola, um, is expected to transfer. Um, he's gonna be visiting Nebraska along with Cal McCord. Uh Uh, And um, um, God, Julian Fleming, the wide receiver from Ohio State, they're all going to be uh, sliding up out of there. McCord said he was treated unfairly and he said he was expected to throw 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Obviously, we know he didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, And so he wants to get up out of there. Uh, Also, Malik Murphy, the Texas backup quarterback who came in for Quinn Ewers when he got hurt, is also in the transfer portal, obviously, with the rumor that Ewers might return. Archie Manning is only going to be there to compete as well, so you know you can as well be you're the third wheel. Probably. Get out of there. Makes sense for him to do that. You got any other ones? Yeah, you got a uh, dude quarterback Riley Leonard
1: transferring to Notre Dame. Um, I never, I wasn't a big fan of Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was more of a he gives me Tyson Mill vibes. Mm-hmm. Like he was more of a runner than a passer. But with that offense, they'll figure out how to use him. Uh, he's definitely a veteran. He's a smart player. He went to Duke, so come on. Yeah. Uh, they they'll definitely figure something out. Um, but they, uh, it's Notre Dame, so they got they got talent on talent. You know, they got people down the pipeline waiting. So it's a it's a it's a good look for a stable position um, until it don't work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't say it better. That was perfect. Um. My last little uh, offseason information, which technically isn't offseason because they're still playing, but Bama hires ex Michigan coach George Hulo, uh, as a staff member ahead of the Rose Bowl matchup. You know, Saban's always trying to get a leg up. This guy was just in there recently. He was been in there under the hardball tenure. You go ahead and bring this guy in and pick his brain, get some cue calls, some hand signals, some formations, some players, some weaknesses. This St. Nick just being St. Nick, and this is why he's one of the best in the business. Because he understands that, hey, man, there's, there's no rules in the art of war. And I'm going to do whatever it takes uh, to get this win and to get my team back to the national championship. <laughs> I think it's a clever move. Uh, very, very smart. And that's why he don't give a lot of his coaches the game. And he let them bring their own stuff. Because what's for him is for him. And smart. what's for them is for them. Uh, and, yeah, and that's why, Nick, uh, it's Chess, not checkers. Exactly. <laughs> He's playing three-level chase. Yeah, this man is a very, very smart man. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk about the college football playoff, the final four teams, one of those teams not being Florida State, why it should have been us, why it's not us. We'll also talk uh, the games that are upcoming. we got a couple games coming up this week. Bowl season is officially here. First bowl game is on Saturday. we got – Couple games on Saturday, game on Monday, game on Tuesday. So bowl season is here. We'll talk about those bowl games for y'all. Get y'all tuned in, man. Y'all already know it's the Bringing the Wood Podcast with your game. Welcome back to the Bringing the Wood Podcast. It's your boy D Wood and Big Tay, and we were just getting into the good part slash bad part of Football Friday, and that's talking about the college football playoff. The playoff is officially set, and the committee went with Alabama, Michigan. Texas, Washington. Left out my undefeated Florida State, but not only won, but one, the two one-loss teams, man. Two one-loss teams. Uh, obviously, Bama lost to Texas early in the year, and then Texas lost to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Uh, Oklahoma went on to lose however many games they went and lost. Again, Bama only lost one game. so uh, And it was two Texas. So I do think They felt like they couldn't let one in without the other, and they knew they had to let Bama in because Bama beat Georgia in the SEC championship. And that's kind of that juicing of the SEC that we talk about. And it's like, you know, I think Bama or Texas shouldn't have been in. But I felt like, again, they felt like if they let Bama in and didn't let Texas in, it would have been a slap in the face to Texas. So, again, what team is sitting there handicapped? Seminole's because our quarterback is out. And that was their way of scapegoating out of it. Oh, we would just say, well, they wasn't going to win because their quarterback's out. But we watched Cardale Jones and JT Barrett both be backup quarterbacks in this same tournament. Mm -hmm. because it wasn't before, it was during the playoff. Cardale Jones and JT Barrett go out and win the national championship after Braxton Miller got hurt. Same type of you feel me ordeal. But yet, Started think we were going to be good enough. Our defense has been elite this year. We got t- two of the best wide receivers in the country. One of the best run games. One of the best offensive lines. That's going to have a lot of returners coming back. I don't understand why we couldn't get in. Uh, but I do understand why we couldn't get in. Again, they felt like if we would have got in there and we would have seen Bama or Texas or Washington, we wouldn't have been able to compete because we didn't have a quarterback to score points. Um, Jordan Travis was the leader of our team. Blase, blase, you know, it all sounds good. But again, I just always go back to that Ohio State season again. And I'm pretty sure it was more seasons than just that one. But that one stands keen because that one happened during the college football playoff. They got hurt. Braxton Miller got hurt before the playoffs. But yeah, Cardo Jones and them still went on one games, went undefeated, and they still got in. I just thought we was definitely cut short. Again, makes for fun playoffs. So all the quarterbacks are healthy. Um, all these quarterbacks are uh, elite in their own way. So, again, um, I'm not going to dwell on the pass. It's already over for us. We get our chance, though. We get Georgia in the Orange Bowl. And if we go out and beat Georgia with this team, with whoever we put out there at quarterback, whether it's the freshman Bell or whether it's the, the uh, red shirt sophomore Rockmeyer, either one, if we go out there and we get this win then I truly believe we should have been in the playoffs and we definitely had a chance to still win it all, which I still felt we did even without Jordan Travis. Yes, it was going to be harder, but I don't think any of the teams left in the playoffs are unbeatable. I agree. You know, so that was kind of how it happened for us. Sucks. I know a few people that know I'm a Florida State fan. A lot of people reached out to me, text me. Um And, you know, was conf- some people was confused because they ain't super into college football, so they was confused why we didn't get in. And then some people was, you know, pissed off we didn't get in. So, you know, shout out to everybody who reached out, who know I'm a real Seminole fan. And, uh, yeah, it definitely sucks. It's tough. But, shit, hey, if we can get Cam Ward, we might have got a chance to come back and do this thing again because we got a lot of returning football players. And, again, the transfer portal was crazy. So, um I do like where we at right now as a team. And, again, it's college football, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long game thing. Uh, this season, again, goes down the – I ain't going to say it go down the drain because if we still go undefeated, that's still a hell of a season. And that's still something that this team will be able to hang their hat on for the rest of their life. Yeah. But I definitely would have loved to have a playoff appearance. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, y'all win out, win this game. Y'all might as well just go get y'all some rings made up, man. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. If I was on the team, I'm like, man, hey, we get rings, man. Yeah, no. They did us. Um, I I understand why they did what they did, mm-hmm. but that don't mean it's right. Agree. It, there we go. I, I think that it was a it's a it's a it's still a bad taste in their mouth from that Georgia TCU game last year. Mm-hmm. Even though TCU dismantled Michigan, you know what I'm saying. Um, but there's there's a lot of other teams. I mean, Texas got in because they beat Alabama. Texas doesn't look like a great team. Texas is a good team. Um but you put Alabama in solely because they beat Georgia, but you still had Georgia sitting there you had Oregon sitting there you had Florida State who should be in you <laughs> had you know what I'm saying you had um um Georgia still sitting there too man so there's a lot of tens a lot of directions you could have went but you took the 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 easy route I want to say where you didn't want to hear the droves of SEC fans and and boosters and people going crazy and, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it it was your chance to do something right and y'all failed. And then nobody would ever thought about it no more because next year you're expanding to 12 teams. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is and we have what we have.
0: Yeah, and we're here. And we're here now and we're going to accept it. Again, the final four is, oh, excuse me, Bama. Michigan, Bama takes on Michigan on the first on ESPN, Rose Bowl. And then we also got Texas versus Washington in the Sugar Bowl at 545 on ESPN. Um, y'all already know I'm taking Washington and I'm taking Bama. Y'all know I, I love Bama. I love Nick Saban. I love great defensive football So And then I've been riding the Michael Penix Jr. bandwagon since the year started. I told y'all that I was my bandwagon quarterback. It's the quarterback to watch out for this year. Here he is. Another chance to go out uh, on the big stage against a Big Twelve team, a team that they're, um, you know, going to be probably the favorite in. But Michael Penix Jr. is really, really like that, and here's going to be his chance. And uh, we got a potential playoff rematch in Bama, Washington, in the national championship. And uh, I'll say my pick for the winner, if and when they both win. Um, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm definitely taking Michigan. Ooh. To be to beat uh Alabama. Ooh. I like I like I something about Michigan this year. I think what they went through last year. Yeah. And then to get back there this year in, in convincing fashion, I'm liking them. And I, I think even though Alabama's a good team, any Nick Saban team is always gonna be a good team. Any Alabama team. As long as he's there, the teams are gonna be good. Mm-hmm. You Really look at it, there's the handful of games where they barely won or on the verge of losing mm-hmm. as more than 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 usual yeah. you know what I'm saying so they it's a good team but they're not a veteran team they're not an experienced team this Michigan team is very experienced mm-hmm. um, and and I think that they are coming out to prove a point and I think they will knock off Alabama and I don't particularly think it'll be close um and then I'm you know you know death to the Pac-10 but you know Pac-12 you know it, I'm riding with Washington and I want to see Michigan, Washington in the final and then uh, I'll discuss that when we get there. <laughs> <We'll> cross that <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we
0: get there. And uh, like you say we'll cross those bridges when it's time to cross those bridges but like we told y'all it's football Friday college football is, is not over yet and we're going to have bowl games bro. it's bowl season teams are going to be playing hard there's going to be some teams that's going to have some players that's not going to play because they're going to be getting ready for their future or transferring or whatever but it's going to be players on that field, playing hard. Uh, again, these games start tomorrow, bright and early, 8 a.m., the earliest games you're going to ever watch some college football in your life. 8 a.m., early in the morning. Starts with the Marital Beach Bowl, um, and that's Georgia Southern and the University of Ohio, Ohio 9-3. Very, very good season this year. I think they're going to be a very competitive game. Georgia Southern is one of those up-and-coming teams um, in the Division I rankings. Uh, coming from a small, small subdivision, been been uh, building up. Again, first bowl eligible season this year. I think they're going to play well and have some fun. Again, it should be a bright game to watch 8 a.m. in the morning. If you up at the gym or you up doing something and you ain't got nothing on TV, put this game on and check out the bowl game. Also, we got Jacksonville State. Not Jackson State, Jacksonville State. 8-4 taking on the Louisiana Raging Cajun uh, tomorrow in the New Orleans Bowl. And that's going to be at 11.15 a.m. as well. Again, these are going to be the early bowls. It's going to be some small bowls. These are going to be them players that you had no clue played. Some of these schools you're going to never heard of before in your life um, if you knew the to college football. But, again, these are some of the players that you see on Sunday that become big-time players in the league that go to these small schools and these smaller division ones and these subdivisions, and they come out here and be playmakers. So make sure you're watching because you be in the draft with the question mark face when your team draft one of these dudes from Appalachian State. Or Jacksonville so you State. Can use
1: Georgia Southern for example. You know, being a Niners fan, yeah, had Matt Breida. Yes, sir. Who was the running back on Georgia Southern, who, and the quarterback? You know, what the quarterback was tell him. Jarek
0: McKinney. Come on now. Who also was <laughs> on the Niners? It's also again, on the Niners. One of these yeah. small schools, Georgia Them Southern. Guys, the
1: guys that have been very productive in the league.
0: Very and again, so don't you know? These are the schools that again, man. If you're talented, they will find you, dog. They will find you. So uh, it's definitely a good look. Again, Louisiana Rays and Cajun. Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the Niners, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Played for them a few years back. Uh, and, again, they play tomorrow at 11 in the New Orleans Bowl. You got the Cure Care Bowl. Uh, Miami of Ohio, not of Florida, of Ohio, taking on Appalachian State. Miami of Ohio, 11-2. First 11 win season since Big Ben was there uh, ages ago. Um, so, shout-out to Miami of Ohio on their first 11-win season. And then Appalachian State, 85. We know Appalachian State. Aren't they, uh, aren't they keep beating Michigan years ago into one of the biggest upsets in college football history? And uh, they've been building ever since. And they still put off some big upsets over some other teams yeah. as the time has went on. They got Clemson a few years ago as well. Um, and these guys are just uh, here and they're here to stay. I think it'll be a fun game tomorrow. 12 Twelve thirty on ABC. Uh, Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State. The... Uh, Cure Care Bowl. You got the New Mexico Bowl as well tomorrow, 245 on ESPN. New Mexico State, 10-4, and four, taking on Fresno State, 8-4. and four. Uh, You already know the Fresno State, man, they're uh, all, always competitive. They always got guys that play on Sundays in the league. Uh, Deron Bland, for instance, <laughs> uh, one of the better corners in the league right now, at least breakout corners, I shall say, um, in the league. The uh, Fresno State alum as well. Uh, the rookie backup quarterback, Uh, Hurt itself for uh, the Saints, uh, came from Fresno State as well the past season. So definitely some talent out there uh, um, coming out of Fresno State. And again, New Mexico State right now, 10-4, first 10-win season in the last, what, they say eight years. So it's uh, big, big organizations. And again, college football is becoming so much more bigger, so much more talent, and so much more better coaching. Um, That's why teams are, That's why we got a lot of good teams now. Uh, and just, uh, kudos to just coaches and, and players uh, all around the world, for sure, being uh, better. And in this better day and age, it's a lot more factories and workout companies. And, you know, it's just easier to build your player up, build the community, build your kids. So it's just more talent everywhere. It's better football everywhere. And that's why I'll be watching some of these lower-level games, because there'll be some very, very talented guys uh, who we, again, end up seeing playing on Sundays. Um, a game that I think people should definitely check out that I think will be a standout. also comes on tomorrow. UCLA and Boise State playing the L.A. Bowl. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if this is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl or not. Uh, but uh, this will be a fun game. Boise State's a really good team. They play a freshman quarterback. Can't think of his name right now. Might be a freshman or sophomore. sophomore. Um, he's a really good guy. UCLA, we just talked about them. Uh, Demetri Moore transferring. So it'll be Eric Garber's brother of Chase Garber's. Will be starting for them. Obviously, Chip Kelly started off very strong this year. I thought they would have ended with a with a uh, with a ranking record or being ranked, I should say. Uh, took a slide towards the end of the year, but uh, Chip Kelly always one of the better coaches to watch play. Um, his teams always fast paced, whether it's running or throwing. So I do think it'll be fun to watch. And, again, that's 4.30 on ABC, UCLA, Boise State. And then to finish off the first set of bowl games on Saturday will be at 6.15, 6-6, Cal, taking on 6-6, Texas Tech. Uh, this will be a fun one. Uh, Cal, uh, man, uh, I think this will be a high-scoring game. <laughs> I was going
1: to say, it's going to be a lot of offense. Yeah, this
0: will yeah. be a high-scoring game. If you, if you like offense, this is a game for you. This will be a high-scoring game. We're saying 40, 50 points for each team. This could be a high-scoring game, Cal, Texas Tech. Both got some weapons on offense, great running back, good quarterbacks. It's, that could be a good one. Um, and we also got a game on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, next week, Western Michigan and Old Dominion play. And we also got the University of Texas San Antonio taking on University of Marshall. And that'll be uh, the Frisco Bowl for Marshall and, US, and UTSA and the famous Toaster Toastery Bowl. Who, boy. I think that's my education. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Toastery Bowl. Uh, Western Michigan and Old Division. Oh, man. That was a real one. And uh, Drake Mays declares for the NFL draft. They got him rated as the number two quarterback Um, coming out uh, in the draft behind Caleb Williams, if he declares. But we all know Caleb Williams will declare. Uh, and then four star wide receiver Darlon Miller chooses Buffalo. I mean, chooses. Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes, over LSU, USC, and others. Had to give a shout out to Coach Prime because y'all was all hating on him. For all the people he lost, trying to talk why the people he gaining. And it's only going to get better. You got anything, Trey? Che? No, nah, man, of that? Excited, any of the bowl know, season?
1: Anytime somebody playing football, I'm excited to watch mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these bowl games. I'm probably not going to get up to go watch. Um, no, I'm lying. I'll be out watching all of them. NFL tomorrow. It's college football tomorrow. USC basketball tomorrow. So yeah, I'll probably just be out home chilling all day watching I might come over here watching watching some entertainment. Um but yeah, nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. I just I'm excited about all of
0: you. Oh definitely, same here, same here, definitely. Uh like I said, outside of my Seminoles being shambled, man, uh like I said, I ain't gonna say this season goes to waste. Let's go out and finish the season undefeated, uh, and be one of potentially one of two undefeated teams left. Um, if you catch my drift. So, uh yeah. <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in as always happy Friday, happy football Friday, happy fuck work Friday again happy holidays as always tell you already know, hit the people with the people
1: need drink your water, tell somebody you love them do something nice hey, enjoy your day, it's Friday weekend
0: is coming up, you know what I'm saying enjoy it, you know, cause you might not always have it mm-hmm. and tell somebody you might not see over the weekend or during next week tell them that you love them man, spread it like you always say, spread a little love during the holidays and the holidays will love you back. Love, peace, and hair grease. Love, live, life, and Tupac. Friend the bringing the Wood podcast, it's your boy D Wood, Big Che. And y'all know we're doing this thing. We just brought the wood. Peace.